Welcome to the Fused Fitness Formula, where we share information and motivation from people just like you, our coaches, and medical and fitness professionals, so that you can have all the tools you need to create healthy habits that fit into your lifestyle and set you up for success. What is up, FitFam? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fused Fitness Formula, and welcome back because it has been a hot minute since I've done a podcast, but the guest that I have on today's podcast has been so impactful to me and my health journey, and I know that she has an insane amount of knowledge and information to share with our listeners, so I said, you know what, it's time to get back on the show and time to restart the podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Laura Futterman. She is my naturopath. I was actually introduced to her by one of the members at Fused Fitness, and I was experiencing some pretty interesting symptoms, some chronic inflammation, chronic fatigue, and I literally could not figure out what it was for about two years. So by the time I had seen Dr. Futterman, I was frustrated. I was defeated. I was definitely feeling kind of helpless in some ways. And within our first visit, she looked at me, she knew exactly what was going on. We got some blood work to confirm what I was experiencing, and we treated it for about a full year. So I am super grateful for her impact on my health journey. And I'm going to Let her explain what she does, how she does it on today's episode. So thanks for tuning in. And Dr. Futterman, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So before we get into, I want you to tell, you know, our listeners what, basically what you do. But before we get into that, I'd love to have you share some of your credentials. And also, I don't even know this about you, your journey, what led you down this path? Sure, that sounds great. So I'll start with the credentials. So I graduated from University of Illinois, Chicago, which with a bachelor's in science and uh, focus on pre-med. And then I graduated um, National College of Naturopathic Medicine, with my naturopathic medical degree. And then I went on to a one-year residency um, affiliated with the college as well. Uh, So I did a four-year postdoctorate and where I was trained in Oregon, uh, naturopaths are looked at as um, primary care physicians. So I was trained in minor surgery. I could do injections, prescribe medications if needed. Um, So my education, I feel like was definitely really top notch. And then with what had led me to go the naturopathic route, um, I had definitely, since I was a kid, had suffered chronic pain with my neck, my knees, I had injuries and nothing was getting better. My my mom took me to doctors. They didn't know what was going on. And physical therapy for over a decade and ended up getting surgery that didn't help. At the time, my pain got worse. And after three surgeries and nothing had improved, I said, this has got to stop. So I changed my diet, started eating animal protein that was grass-fed and organic, and started doing cleanses 
in my early 20s and really looking at my diet. And that is what finally changed my health. And, and I also saw my mom got um, had an operation when I was young. I was in eighth grade and I saw her go from picture of health to health decline. And I saw how modern medicine really does not look at the cause and really affected her health negatively. You know, and I just didn't want to go down that route. So I started to see that by trying to treat the underlying cause and looking at other things like nutrition and herbs and things like that, what an impact it can make. So that that's how I got to be where I am in a nutshell. So did you ever like receive uh, like a, any sort of official diagnosis for what you were experiencing growing up or you just no. you never did and you just treated it? Never did. This is why I actually, the way that I practice now as well, realizing how any sort of trauma can be imprinted on the body because I didn't have any sort of illness, quote unquote, or, or what have you there is a huge component between any sort of trauma and how it affects your health. I saw it in my mom. It happened to me. Um, and this is why I also do some other modalities such as homeopathy, because that could really work on such a deeper level. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you kind of explained it at least between the lines and maybe it's cause I know what you do. Uh, so when you said treating things holistically and looking at yeah. other factors like nutrition and whatnot, so explain, is that basically what you would tell people that are like, what, what do you do, Dr. Futterman? Like, you <laughs> could... basically, I really try to look at a person in a holistic way. We get one part and, and, you know, really treat the person. So I, I treat the whole person and I utilize modalities such as, again, nutrition, herbs, homeopathy, things like that, along with blood functional tests, whether it's stool tests or food sensitivity testing, and, and really try to find the underlying cause. Awesome. That's so, that. I mean, I know for when I came, it was wild, like you literally knew exactly what was happening through just like me explaining it to you. Um, so what I think is that also, sorry, go ahead. No, you go first. Oh, I think a lot of times too, patients aren't being listened to and there, you know, a lot of conventional doctors, whether their intentions are right, they just don't have the time. And so I think it's important to be able to listen to what the patient is saying and validate what, what's going on. And I think so many people who live with chronic illness or chronic pain or anything of that nature, doesn't, they don't feel heard. And then they keep going doctor to doctor and you know, they go to a naturopath. It's like, oh my gosh, finally someone can listen to me because we get the whole picture. That's really what we're trying to do. And part of it is my experience. So that's, you know, on the other side of the token. I was gonna, that was actually what I was going to say was like, is it, is it from experience that you were just like, okay, I've seen this almost so many times. I know exactly what it is, or at least some of what it is and enough to right. 
almost like start putting the puzzle together. Um, I will absolutely validate though what you said when it comes to my experience. When I first started my healing journey with what we found out to be was Epstein-Barr virus and also parasites that we treated together. Uh, when I first went to, I remember when it and like my first outward symptom and I went to urgent care, the first thing they were with me for five minutes. And the first thing they did was prescribe mm. me prednisone and, you know, mm. not knowing any better. I, I took one dose and I felt so, I felt like, I honestly felt like it was an out of body experience. I felt like I was high, but I didn't like smoke anything yeah. or take any substances right. to be high. Um, yeah. And it was really disorienting and really uncomfortable. And that's when I made the decision to not treat it with pharmaceuticals and to try to figure out what was causing my symptoms correct yeah and I think that's the biggest thing what is being like listening and and hearing patients and what they're experiencing right and and you know there is something to be said for a palliative cure or you know let's just treat the symptoms while they're trying to figure out the cause so sometimes there is a time and place for medication. I try not to go down that route for myself or for my patients as well, because the side effects and what can potentially kind of delay healing could be there. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you have to be able to treat them. So, yeah, you were saying with um, some of the more modern medicine, it's, it seems to be more treatment of the symptom versus the actual root cause. And some practitioners will try to, well, you're saying they don't even try to treat the root cause while treating the symptoms, or that's something that they do do that you see? I mean, they do. For, absolutely. And I'm not saying all physicians are, are ignoring all that. Um, again, I just think it's how they're trying to problem solve because they don't have the time because medicine now has become more corporation than it, mm -hmm. than it has really been like an art form. Um, and it's just, you cannot help people that what you want to, which is why you see a lot of people going to concierge um, and, or, you know, not insurance anymore because they're not able to have the time with the patient to have quality health care. So, I mean, that's, but this is why you see so many people not getting results or not feeling heard because again, there, there's just not enough time. You can't help some, you know, someone who's been dealing with very complicated issues in 15 or 20 minutes. It's just Absolutely. Yeah. So. I also, I mean, my not belief, but like what I, I kind of see happening with the people that are in my circle, whether it's family, friends, or peers, it's that do use pharmaceuticals. And again, like you said, not necessarily against it, but that almost have more dramatic side effects than they do mm -hmm. healing effects. And then it right. just spirals, the body starts to adapt based on these, these medications. And then now more medications are needed to suppress the other symptoms. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So my, like, I mean, I am a full believer in, it's funny. Um, this is a side note because this is how I tell stories, but <laughs> I was, I was online the other day and someone posted something about like how natural medicine or alternative medicine was, you know, really the foundation of medicine. 
And yeah. now it's being called alternative medicine, almost with like, mm-hmm. depending on who you speak with, like a negative connotation. So how would you, how would you like explain to somebody who kind of discredits alternative medicine that it is really not alternative, that it's actually super impactful and can be very beneficial? Like, I think, I, I think of people that are like, well, you know, like kind of like poo poo on herbs or homeopathy or something like that. Well, that just makes me laugh because actually even a lot of the drugs are based off of these herbs. So, and and herbs have been around way longer than pharmaceuticals. These are ancient remedies. Cultures have been using things from the earth for thousands of years and there's documented proof and the, they're very powerful and the level of healing that they can impart is amazing. And I think so many people have been brainwashed with things from the FDA and the CDC and those kinds of things and not realizing that they're in for financial profit. They really are not about people's health care and they do not have their best interests at heart. And again, yes, absolutely. Thank goodness for modern medicine in a lot of ways too, for some of the things that we have access to, antibiotics, um, those types of things, but it's overused. And then when you also start straying from where where the body is the best and, and the proper nutrition, the foundational work, when you're not even paying attention to that, people will go out and eat fast food or junk food and then take these pharmaceuticals and then they look at us like we're the ones that are are crazy, which makes no sense to me. And they're overweight and they have metabolic syndrome and metabolic disease and you know, between diabetes and heart disease and all of that and won't change their diet or lifestyle and uh, it's it's just it's an oxymoron it just makes me laugh yeah and it's no, this, it, it is like it's it's interesting to see this from the sidelines because yeah I mean I definitely I definitely was a part of that culture at one point especially in college sure. and then you know a little shortly after college as well and it's almost like yeah. it's like an eco chamber like an ecosystem of like unhealthiness and and yeah. like like not good well-being which is super interesting uh to to almost like to be a part of it and then to be outside of it and be like whoa that was crazy like like, (laughs) yeah you know and especially you with your journey too as a you know as a child like experiencing that and say like seeing the impact that just better quality food can do for you and how it can literally heal you on a cellular level from the inside out Absolutely. They told me, I went to one of the top orthopedic surgeons in Chicago when I was in my early twenties. He, and he was great. You know, you know, he did the surgery on both of my knees at the same time. And he was just like, I I don't know what else to do for you. He's like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have knee replacements by the time you're 40. And let me tell you, I am 47 years old. I have less pain now than I did in my teens and twenties which is amazing. And I've always been active, physically active. I've always exercised, but I also wasn't doing things or listening to my body. I was trying to push way too much cardio. I would be exhausted and I would had to work out six days a week and it had to be a certain amount of time. And that 
I would, and I, some of my injuries came from exercise because I was overdoing it and I wasn't mm -hmm. paying attention to my body. So mm -hmm. being able to also listen to the signals that your body is trying to tell you and, and really pay attention, not try to fight through it is so important. It's so important. So, yeah. you know, it, you know, even getting Lyme, I had Epstein Barr too. I'm, I think I may have told you when, um, in, in the past, but again, my knee pain was probably worse as a vegetarian than it was with Lyme. And I dealt with Lyme for several years. So, you know, and again, this is how I started treating a lot of other chronic illness because I went through the journey myself and with my ex-husband and, and I started to realize what, you know, most doctors don't really, they're not looking at the underlying cause. They're not looking at what is setting people up to have these chronic illnesses. So that, that really changed my perspective. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, not funny that you say that, but when you yeah. were just talking about, um, you know, listening to your body, almost like biofeedback, that's something that I focus on tremendously with my yeah. clients because we don't know how to listen to our body. People, I remember being super healthy and people would look at me and be like, oh, you're so fit. Well, <laughs> what I meant to say was I remember feeling like I was healthy and then having like what we figured out was Epstein-Barr virus. So looking yeah. healthy on the outside doesn't always mean that you're healthy on the inside. Yes. And that was a big thing for me. And, and in this whole, whole journey in my, you know, recent years, I've learned the importance of listening to my body and what it's telling me, even if I feel okay, or I normalize a certain feeling things like everything down from my stool, how I'm feeling after I eat mm -hmm. certain foods. Um, yeah. Like you said, soreness, joint pain, and just different, different subtle symptoms and different like outward symptoms as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, we got to pay attention to those cues. And I think also it's hard when you're younger too, because you have you just think you're invincible, really, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and then yeah. you don't really realize how that's going to impact your health when you're older. You yeah. know, it's, you don't think about these things. And then when you go through a lot of different situations or health issues or what have you, then you really, a lot of us who have changed our diet and lifestyle and, and start paying attention like you as well, you don't take that for granted anymore. No, you all. don't. And you start to... Exactly. You get like, oh, you yeah. almost get like hypersensitive or like hyper aware. Oh, yeah. like, oh you know, and, and there's balance. It's not like always being like, yes. like I'm not super strict and I don't always stay away from sugar or seed oils or right. whatever. But, you right. know, I do notice that I feel a certain way after my, my stomach, that like my blow or my skin or whatever, yes. you know, but I mean, that's the greatest gift I think is being able to tap into, even if I don't know what's going on, I know there's yeah. something going on. Exactly. You know? Like you're not ignoring yeah. it. You're like, yeah. Something is out of balance. Let me just see. And I think that's important that you said too about the balance because I am not one of those that I think it is good to even put labels on your diet, you know, or lifestyle. I think that creates disorders in and of itself. Um, and again, I've been there. I've, I've done a lot of that stuff when I was younger as well, but Usually in the beginning, if someone's come to me and they're sick, I have to have them be strict for a certain amount of time. As the body heals and, you know, gets to a, a state of homeostasis, then you're able to reintroduce some of these other foods occasionally without it causing this huge inflammatory cascade. 
mm-hmm. and putting you back where unless it's a true sensitivity or allergy then obviously we don't do that but um it, it is about balance like i tell people like once you get to a point 80 20 rule you know 80 percent you're clean and then 20 percent you know, yeah, you can go a little bit out of, you know, out of the lines and whatnot. No, I'm not ever condoning fast food because I certainly don't do that either. But even having, you know, occasionally a nice piece of even like sprouted grain bread, which before was like, there's no way and it it would totally destroy me. I just, I don't do it often, you know, but I can tolerate it now when I want to. But again, like, and I, I don't like to be like, oh, I'm paleo or keto or whatever. No, because th- that I don't like that either. Because that I Agreed. don't think is, yeah, it's just not healthy, you know, going the other way. So it's, yeah, it's not sustainable. I think like on a psychological level, no. it kind of creates an attachment to something yes. outside of us that's giving us this result yes. that we're the ones who are giving ourselves the result, you know, like we're the yes. ones who are making conscious decisions, taking actions towards our health. And okay, there might be a tool or like a technique that has a label that we're using to help us, but it's not the thing that's actually doing it. It's us. And I don't like giving, I don't like giving my power away to something outside of myself to be like, yes, that gave me results. It's like, no, I gave myself the result by trying. Yes, that's exactly right. That was perfectly said because I 1000% agree with you. Yeah. And I do agree. Like, I think that it's great to have those boundaries and protocols and guidelines, especially in the beginning, like you said, at least to like shift the needle. That's, that's what happened for me. Like we, I cut out gluten, I cut out dairy. I was getting hives every time I ate those foods and like distension, uh, bloat, but I can eat dairy and gluten now and be totally fine. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, and of course, if I like overdo it or the quality also matters too, but I'm not doing it like every day, but I will, you know, definitely enjoy a slice of pizza and my mother-in-law's cooking, which is like all breaded and cheesy and fried. So (laughs) And delicious. (laughs) And, and every bite is worth it. So that's right. Um, A hundred percent. I'm not saying no to that for life. So, (laughs) but you know, I did have to say no to it for a couple of like a whole holiday and a half, you know, holiday season and a half, like, yeah. So yeah, but I'm look curious. At the side. Yeah, I'm, I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, you helped me get there for sure because, like I said, when I had seen you initially, I was very discouraged because I was getting like yeah. bits and pieces. It was it was the people that I saw, the practitioners I saw before you, helped me along the way to to almost like find you and be ready for you in a way. Yeah. But yeah. they also were treating like it was like they were treating root causes, but they were treating the adaptations that was happening from the actual root cause. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, and because some people have gone to, you know, other naturopaths too, and no one's perfect, you know, but, and, and, and a lot of these other practitioners, you know, their focus might be in somewhere else. Cause that's where more the, their experience is. And I'm certainly, I have, um, missed a few things on, on patients too, because, you know, I just may have not had had the full experience with whatever was going on with them or, you know, just, I, I missed it. You know, it certainly can happen. You know, that that's why I also try not to pigeonhole people. I'm very careful about, 
you know, because I do see a lot of Lyme disease patients now, I really make a cognizant effort to not put everyone in that. Even if it sounds like it and all that, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to put you in that category. We'll do the proper testing for it. We'll do all of these things, but I, I'm not going to then rule everything else out and be like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's Lyme and that's it. Because also people can have more than one thing going on at the same time, which is mm-hmm. more likely part of the issue. Like, like with you, like you said, there wasn't just Epstein-Barr, you know, we also had, there was the parasite situation. Yeah. I was going to, so you that's know. actually one of my questions is, uh, what are the most, like, what are some of the most common things that you see that you treat people for? So the most common, I do a lot of gastrointestinal issues, a lot of chronic illness, such as the chronic Lyme. Um, those are the biggest things. And currently now it's unfortunately side effects from vaccines um, or long haul COVID, uh, you know, whether they're vaccinated or not. So that is a part of it, but um, those, those are like my biggest categories of, of my practice. Definitely do so a lot of hormone stuff too. That's the thing. It's like, they're, it's all connected. So usually if there's like a hormone imbalance, there's some other thing going on that's causing the hormone imbalance, you know? So whether it's Epstein-Barr or Lyme or toxic levels, uh, we just live in a toxic world and the liver cannot process all of these things and the hormones are processed in the liver. So you're seeing a lot of people with estrogen dominance, especially because of uh, the, the food that we have, the processed food, there's so much soy based things and processed soy, which cause it's like taking the birth control pill because it increases estrogen levels. Then we have plastics, which also affect estrogen. There's so many other things involved in the environment that also create toxicity and disease that people don't look at that. This is why I've been detoxing twice a year for about two decades. And because I eat clean and all that, but I also live in the same on the same planet as everyone else. So, you know, I breathe the same air, which there's definitely high levels of toxins. So, you know, it's like being able to keep everything right. And again, after all the things that I've been through, I want to keep it that way. I want to keep feeling healthy and good. So this is why I do my cleanses twice a year. I could literally ask you a bajillion questions from here, but I'm going to try to, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it under control because my brain just went off in like 20 different directions. Um, so I wanted you to also talk about a little bit about how you do applied kinesiology because I'm fascinated sure. by that. So yeah. that's one question is what that is and how you utilize it, how it works. And then I also wanted to, from that last statement, talk about, maybe we talk about this first actually, is um, like you had mentioned, the liver has a hard time processing these toxins and then the liver is also responsible for, you know, hormones. And I'm sure there's like, I, I know there's the receptors and systems and estrogen dominance yeah. and all that stuff. So I've actually been thinking about getting a uh, continuous glucose monitor, like one of those mm, over the counter yeah. ones. Um, yeah. because I know we, we did some work with this, but not a ton. Um, I yeah. am cycling regularly and uh-huh. it's basically like my, my cycle is regular. It's 30 days and my actual bleed is pretty short. Um, so I was yeah. talking with a friend of mine who's an acupuncturist and she was saying that that can be signs of estrogen dominance, like the shorter bleed and the color of the 
the bleed. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hmm, this is interesting because I have some serious, aside from those two things, I know when I'm getting close to my period that I'm getting really angry and vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. get hot in my sleep and wake up. And then I also have tender breasts. So all signs of estrogen dominance, which I know. Um, yes. And I'm like, okay, so I know that, yes, I eat healthy for the most part overall, but even healthy foods can cause a spike in blood sugar levels and glucose. So definitely have been thinking about getting a continuous glucose monitor. So I'm using this few minutes on the podcast to ask your professional (laughs) opinion. And then I do want to talk about applied kinesiology after that. (laughs) That's totally fine. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good blood sugar fluctuation. Certainly this is a thing that I suffered with, especially as a vegetarian, but when I was younger, the blood sugar dips and because people are not eating properly to even to start the day off so if some people have cereal or just carbohydrates for breakfast that is not setting you up for success that's all that's going to put you on the sugar ups and downs all day people it is like clockwork i can predict when someone says oh i crash around like between 2 and 4 p.m i'm like oh let me guess you have cereal for breakfast or some sort of brain like oh my gosh how'd you know i'm like Right. <laughs> like you need to have some sort of protein, healthy fat and vegetables in, in order to establish a healthy pattern for the rest of the day. Um, so, and certainly that can affect hormones and all, you know, all of that. But with the estrogen, I mean, definitely sounds like you have estrogen dominance, especially if you're getting hot at night before your cycles, the breast tenderness. And w- what we do want to have is bright red blood with no clots. That's what we're looking for when we're, when we're bleeding too. And then if not, we call it, you know, especially even in Chinese, but liver congestion. Um, so it all come kind of comes back to that. But, so interesting. Um, I uh, like this, like literally fascinates me, especially like the angry, like I literally remember getting acupuncture and several acupunctures being like, do you have angry, like, are you, are you suppressing anger? And I'm like, no, I'm a really happy person, but let me ask my husband. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> no. You know, what's okay. interesting is because you know what we just said, how the liver processes hormones and stuff in Chinese medicine, the liver represents anger. That's so, why. There we go. Yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, con- and it's all connected. And I think that that's, as that's always. awesome. Yeah. As yeah. always. Yeah. As always. <laughs> so tell, uh, tell the listeners about, um, muscle testing. Yes, please do. Yes. So I'm not an applied kinesiologist cause that takes a whole lot more education. Um, um Additional education, I should say. So I just want to put a caveat, I'm not a certified AK practitioner. So I just utilize muscle testing. I've been trained, you know, some of the people had taught me muscle testing, actually applied kinesiologist, and I have a great respect for them. Um, And I just do, you know, I, you know, I was trained in a couple of other different types of muscle testing. There are different types of muscle testing, believe it or not. But the whole basis is the body knows what it needs to do to get better. And the, the practitioner, he was an osteopath who founded AK, was Dr. George Goodhart. And he also was studying Chinese medicine and then started noticing that there was a correlation between the meridians and then his patient's pain and where it was at 
Um, and so he developed a system called applied kinesiology. So then we can utilize different muscles that lie in those meridians to get information about different organ organs. And you know, now it it has flourished and developed into you can utilize different objects, uh, you know, in your energy field to see if it weakens or strengthens, including supplements or toxins or um, foods, for example, I do a lot of food screening that way. Um, but everything has a frequency. So sound has a frequency. Um, medicine has a frequency. And everything has a frequency. So we put it in the energy field and we see how the body responds. So if it's something help you or harm you based on those frequencies, then your muscles will let us know. And it took me when someone had first told me about it i was like you sound crazy that's <laughs> what i was like i can't i'm like no i could just cannot wrap my head around that because i was one of those like i needed to see it on myself before i can believe it you know i did that with homeopathy and, and these things and i when it was done i was a resident and some of the students who were on my shift were also doing the applied kinesiology um, seminars and they're like, oh, can we work on you? I'm like, sure, happy to do it. And I was blown away. This things that I have never told anybody, um, you know, who were on my shift, of course, like they were able to pick stuff up in my body and correct it. And then I started realizing and noticing that the, the, the students that are on my shift who were doing the AK, those patients were getting better faster. And so I'm like, oh, I need to know about this. Like I need to train. And so some of my really close students became friends of mine and, you know, we, they did a lot of intensive uh, training and treatment with me too. And it was, blew me away, blew me away. Cause again, our bodies are so complicated and I get a lot of complicated health cases. So sometimes the blood work is not enough. I need mm -hmm. to be able to tap into their energy field and see, okay, well, what else is going on that I cannot, you know, we cannot readily identify. And more often than not, I mean, it has really been such a tool to be so helpful so I can help other people. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, I love, I'll look at people's blood work too. I was, I learned yes. how to do that through one of the certifications that I got. And it's awesome. It's super helpful outside of like yeah. looking at things like, just their hearing about their lifestyle factors and whatnot, but ultimately it's still yeah. just a snapshot in time. So, yes. you know, if you're getting blood work when, you know, you know, at a different time in your cycle or you're getting blood work when, you know, you're coming off of an infection, like those things are going to change mm -hmm. how fasting glucose or whatever. So those things definitely change what shows up on blood work. And I, I mean, I'm always fascinated by applied kinesiology because yeah. uh, you were the second person that's, that's done it with me. And um, mm. the first person too, it was detecting things that were definitely off in my system, like yeah. certain hormonal axes. But uh, again, it wasn't like, it was almost like the byproduct of what was really going on. Like my thyroid being right. Um, you know, under functioning, but that's because Epstein Barr reactivation, right? right? So it was like, yeah, it was like a the the ripple effect, and so we were treating my thyroid, but like I wasn't feeling too much better because I was still wasn't treating the root cause. But that was, yeah, no, I I mean, I'm always fascinated, and and I'm what I'm most fascinated about is like 
when you get it done to you and someone's doing it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to like give them all my strength. And it's a weak yeah, part oh that's God. like, it's the best. Like, I'm sure you get like big bra, like men that come in and they're like trying to flex. <laughs> oh my god like, no <laughs> like, I bet I like, like it's hilarious they're like oh you're strong I was like it has nothing to do with strength I'm like listen <laughs> you're gonna wear yourself out you're gonna and I've, I've literally had big guys break into a sweat trying to fight I was like stop fighting me and I was like listen I mean, I've been here all day I'm like I just gotta push a point and I can make you weak real quick so mm -hmm. I mean it's up to you and I try to preface it it's really funny because I try to preface it even people who have been muscle testing for a while I was like just just don't fight if you yeah. feel it going down, let your arm go down because it's giving us an answer. This is not a strength test. This is, you know, like it's so a whole different funny. neurological exam. But I bet, you know, I bet you got some. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Or kids are really cute. I love muscle testing kids. That is the cutest thing to see their face. At first, they're like, okay, what is this? Okay, A, you're not giving me a shot. Okay, cool. So already I get points. Um, and then uh, they're like, um, what are you doing? So then like I show them and I, I can get a little more creative with kids, but I have to tell you, become such good patients when they start to see how food affects their body or they're like, oh my goodness. They're like, what? They're like, wait, do it again. Then they yeah. try really hard. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I think it's like then, magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, they really do. And then they feel better. And That's then awesome. they're sometimes parents because you know the, and I understand this sometimes the parents want to be you know like they don't want to be give their kids about food and I, I'm very careful about that so I get it they're like oh well it was at x y's birthday it's like you know you can have this and they're like no it doesn't make me feel good so they're making the choice for themselves now do they miss that food for sure but they're like um I don't want to feel like that anymore so no, I'm I'm good. Thank you. They probably like, don't have all the programming. That. We have like all this no. programming from diet culture. You know, yeah. like you can't eat this. This is poo poo. This isn't good. This is good for you. And they don't have yeah. that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them do. I mean, I've had kids cry. I, I kid you oh. not. They're like, I can't have dairy anymore. I'm like, just for now. I'm like, it's okay. It's gonna. There's a lot of emotions that go into food. There's a huge emotional oh. attachment. I mean, for as sure. we all know. Yeah, yeah. So For I mean, I'm, sure. I'm like, I've had adults crying on the table, but I mean, I understand that, you know. Me I too. Mean, there is a huge connection. So yeah. I'm very sensitive to that for the ones who, um, you know. But then when they feel better, it was all worth it. And then they can, totally. like you, like what we said, you, then they could reintroduce maybe different forms of it. Maybe they can have goat milk. Maybe they have sheep milk. You know you know, maybe they can have hard cheese and not soft cheese, you know, but we won't know until we calm the inflammation down first. Right. And then also, yeah, I mean, even if it's, if it's like a one, you know, you almost cherish it more when you can have it occasionally versus yeah. when you overdo it and eat it all the time. Correct. Exactly. So I do have one or two more questions, actually. Okay. Last question. My last question is going to be, how can people find you and work with you? I will put your information when I post the podcast for sure. Uh, but you can share that with listeners. But my last okay. second to last question is what are two or three things that people can start doing right now to 
feel better and get healthier? I think that's a broad question given you don't know exactly what they're experiencing, but I'm going to go off of most of the population is tired chronically or, you know, has those constant dips of energy, um, whether they realize it or not, have some sort of digestive distress, whether it's bloating or gas. And maybe feel, yeah, I would say like tired or like lethargic, low energy. So what are two to three things that you would suggest people can do to get started on feeling better and, you know, improving their health or how they're feeling? Sure. I mean, I think the most important things, just, just the basics is a getting enough sleep. Sleep hygiene is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting the day off with protein and healthy fat. That also will help with keeping the blood sugar stable and keep your energy levels up um, and, and movement. Movement is so important and not excessive cardio movement. Again, none of that, it, the strength training is so key, but having some consistency and regular forms of movement. And then really in general, you know, cleaning up the diet, just giving up the fast food, the processed sugar, that kind of thing, switch to look at more options for organic and grass fed and, you know, wild caught fish, that type of thing. Just making little switches. Let's say you're, you're not ready to give up grains or, or bread. So um, look at doing sprouted instead, or, you know, there's these nice wraps that you can, are cassava based or even coconut flour based, you know, so there's, there's so many options today, but that just doing those few things could make such a big difference. Awesome. I love those. Those are like, they're not sexy, but they're simple. And that's something that I try to like, you know, everyone's like, and, and so many people are programmed to thinking that less is more when it comes to food, like eat less and then you're going to lose. But no. I see so many people that have just really done a lot of temporary damage to their metabolism yes. by under eating and All not getting sleep or over exercising over training yeah. mm-hmm. so yes tell people where they can find you. I tell people about you all the time. They probably get sick of it. So maybe if you hear it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you've been great. You have sent me quite a few patients. So I'm very appreciative and they're fabulous. So thank you. Um, So yeah. So my website is stanfordnaturalhealth.com. I'm in Stanford, Connecticut, but I see patients from all over the country and I've even done out of the country. So, um, cause I can, I do telehealth obviously. And, um, the phone number is two zero three three, two, five, three, five, three, five, which all the information is on the website too, of course, but that's how you can get a hold of me. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today and, um, Thank and you for, for your help me. throughout the years. Like literally I have never felt so, um, in tune with my body and also just really understanding like the effects. And it's so funny. Like now I'll start getting like a cold or something and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what would Dr. Futterman tell me to do? And I just like, oh load gosh, up I on that. like curcutin <laughs> and maybe yeah. I'll grab some like homeopathic remedies I've done in the past, like belladonna yes. and like whatever, yes. whatever I have nearby. I'm just like, all right, let me take this. And, and I always feel better. <laughs> Oregano oil is like my jam. So yes. Yeah, no, it's powerful medicine. (laughs) Yes, it it is. And (laughs) it's been very, it's been a really great journey working with you. So thank you again for your time. And I really hope that some people are, not that I hope, I know people are getting some useful information out of this podcast. So thanks again. And thank you for having me. 
Hey, FitFam, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Fused Fitness Formula with Dr. Futterman. I am so excited to announce the free nutrition webinar that I'm offering on Thursday, December 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern time, which is the perfect opportunity if you are looking to get prepared for getting set and focused in 2023. In this webinar, we're going to unpack the nutrition foundations and principles that transcend all of the fad diets out there that really go over living a balanced life when it comes to nutrition, and also how many calories and macronutrients, if you've ever heard that term thrown around before, you should be eating in any given day. If you're interested in joining us, you can send an email to info at fusedfit.com with the subject line, free nutrition webinar. We'll see you there.